Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Okay, our speaker Nancy will now share her experience for 20 minutes on surrender. Hello, family. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. All right. I'm Nancy. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I'm a controller fixer. That's a lot of surrender going on. <laughs> so. Not too much of my backstory. I am about seven years sober, seven and a half. And I had late onset alcoholism and there was so much alcoholism and recovery in my family. I knew what was happening as I developed it. And I realized I had to quit drinking and I got sober pretty quick in regular Alcoholics Anonymous. But I tell you, it took me a full year to concede to my innermost self that I am an alcoholic. I knew I had to quit drinking. That's not quite the same thing. And I just kept going and going to regular AA. And it took a calendar year before I knew all the way deep down inside me, I am alcoholic and it's never going away. And I'll always be an alcoholic in recovery. So that was about seven years ago. And as soon as I quit drinking, this eating disorder took off. And it took about four years for me to show up in Overeaters Anonymous. So I was a binger, Eh, donuts all at a time, hiding food from people. I didn't revert into bulimia, but I could have. And I knew right away I was a compulsive overeater. There was no problem identifying But oh, the surrender was so much harder. It felt like having my skin burned off alive to give up the sugar. And I was graced and blessed with abstinence in regular Overeaters Anonymous. And that was when I got introduced to Big Book Awakening. This is the most beautiful thing that's ever happened to me. I've never ever found anything in all my searching that brought me more peace between my ears and tolerance in the world out there than Big Book Awakening. And I see the evidence of my God working in my life. It's so much better. And yet, you hear the butt coming, the butt coming, and yet, I still had some complaints. There was still too much restless, irritable, and discontent in me. If you're new around here, that's the description of an untreated alcoholic. And it was some of that, and I never could feel my creator in my heart. I see the evidence of my creator in my life. Things are so much better, but I can't feel it in here. The warm fuzzies, um, no. So I just kept going and going, and I love BBA. And then about six months ago, something really amazing happened. This lady came into our Tuesday night speaker from the emotional sobriety meetings of BBA. So those are the people who are working Al-Anon the BBA way. I've never lived with an active alcoholic other than myself, so I don't really qualify for Al-Anon. 
but oh what i found they held up this read this list of chaos creator controller fixers and it's a long list i won't read you the whole thing but I, I got hit by a sledgehammer between the eyes with controlling and fixing myself, giving advice, obsession with doing and being productive, judging and placing expectations, disconnection from our bodies, and being in my head all the time. Oh my God, that's it, that's it, that's what's wrong with me. Despite all the wonderful things that God has done in my life, then I said there was still that little snag. That's the snag. And so I gradually became aware with their help that I'd only surrendered in spots, you guys. I surrendered around the alcohol. I am alcoholic and I always will be. And I'll never, hope to never ever pick that up again. God, you can have all the alcohol on planet Earth for all of my life. And the same with the recreational sugar, my problem foods and eating disorder. And what I came to see was, there was a whole lot in between those spots that I'd never let go of. I didn't know that, I swear on a stack of Bibles hooked me up to a lie detector. I thought I was surrendered. Excuse me, I'm doubly surrendered. I am super good at surrendering, but no. I found it because of this list. I saw myself in print. Well, so, well, there's good news and bad news. <sighs> There's really only good news, and it sounds like bad news at first. The bad news is I can't make myself surrender. I would if I could. If I could go in with a sledgehammer and make myself surrender, maybe you would do the same thing. It just doesn't work. Surrender is a subconscious phenomenon. So. I love to intellectualize and dissect things, so bear with me. If you imagine, I don't have anything to draw with, an iceberg. An iceberg floats in the water and only the little tip of the iceberg is above the waterline and almost all of the iceberg is below the waterline. Well, my conscious mind, the part that yammers at you, is the tip of my iceberg and the subconscious mind is everything below the waterline. That's almost all of me. That's where the surrender takes place. The disease has access to the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, but me, Nancy, that's talking to you cannot work down there in the subconscious mind and make it surrender. So the bad news is all this stuff, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't attack it head on. Boy, I would. The old Nancy always lived by self-propulsion. Do you do this too? If I don't get my way, I just try harder. And that worked really well, like in school, and that worked in employment. Like, I'm gonna try harder. But it doesn't work with this stuff. Oliver read this last week in Tuesday night meeting. We alcoholics are like men and women. We have lost the ability to control our thinking. Okay, the book says drinking, but in my case, it's drinking and eating and thinking. So I just have them all scribed right in there, you guys. It's a trifecta. Do you have any spots you haven't surrendered yet? Did you know? I didn't know that, you could, that we could just surrender in spots and miss this whole area in between. 
So the, it's good news because I know what not to do. Don't try harder, Nancy. Don't go in with a sledgehammer and a scalpel and try and roto-rooter it out of my subconscious. I know what to do. It's called a circle and a triangle. It's our footwork. If you're new to BBA, there's a triangle with three sides and it's got my instructions on it. Meetings, step work and service, carrying the message. That's what I know to do and to pray for the people that I love, even the people that I don't love. And to practice looking for gratitude, that's what I can do. And I can't, I can't make this go away. I can do my part and wait for God to do his part, or her part in my case. It is not a self-help program. I have to do my circle and triangle and my prayer and my gratitude but I'm still not fixing myself. Don't think that if you work your circle and triangle hard enough that all those things will come true, damn it. That's the other thing I had to surrender. So this is all new for me in the last couple months. I was home alone maybe, maybe two weeks ago and I got this little blurb from my subconscious, the big part that's under the waterline. And I got this little awareness that I'm the one who's been stiff-arming God away. The reason I can't feel my creator in my heart, it's coming from me. I could feel it for just a second there. And it was gone. But I remember it. And the, the good news there is I can quit blaming God for being a no-show. You asshole. You didn't keep your, your, you didn't keep your side of the deal. Were you ever mad at God? Uh, just a little bit, you know. So that blaming God is coming from me. That's the reason why I don't feel it. And it's probably the same, the same not surrendering. The not surrendering God in my heart is the same thing as all this list of my thinking that hasn't been surrendered yet. I know not to attack it head on and I know what to do. I finally just relax and do my footwork. And the marvelous thing is when I quit trying so hard, I just accept, I surrender to the fact that I'm incompletely surrendered. <sighs> then there's finally some peace. There's some peace that comes creeping in. When I quit trying to run the show, I'm not in charge of my own spiritual recovery. Wow. So there's another surrender. Hmm. Is anybody keeping time on me? I have no idea what time it is. Well, I think that's about all I had to say. Hmm. So if I would just summarize then, I honest to God thought I was fully surrendered around alcohol and food. I really did. You could hook me up to a lie detector. And maybe you got something you're not surrendered on too and you haven't noticed it yet. And then when it becomes clear, you go, whoa. You still can't make yourself. I cannot make myself surrender, but I know how to work a program now. And I know how to let go. I can finally let go and let God. Thank you. I'm done. Thank, Thank you. you.
I'm Michael. I'm an alcoholic. <clears throat> Michael. And a crystal meth addict. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and I have recovered from that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Uh, great to have this room full. Welcome to anyone who's new. Welcome to the family. Anybody who's a retread, welcome to you too. It's a great place to be. I need this place. So, Nancy, thank you very much. Um, it's kind of a funny thing, and I love the way you shared it uh, with us tonight. It took me quite a while to understand that I'm really not able to surrender the things that I need to surrender in the way that I think I can surrender things, you know? Like, uh, it, it seems to me like I have this visual of like, I'm, I'm hanging on for dear life, like on the monkey bars, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to let go. And it hurts. Life's painful, but I cannot let go. And my, my hands start to clench up and they start to lock up. Like I physically cannot take my fingers off. Michael, let go. Y'all are saying, Michael, work your steps. <laughs> let go. I can't. And then, you know, y'all help me peel off one finger at a time and it hurts. It really hurts. Um, and it almost seems like that's how I have to be surrendered. Like I'm trying to surrender, but I cannot. My, my, my surrender muscle won't work, right? <laughs> it won't work. It won't give up. And I do like how you said, you know, that there's so much underneath what I, my conscious and that I, I don't have control over. And I think I should. And anyways, you know, finally you guys break me free and I, I get one hand done and like, oh, I surrendered. Oh, here we go again. And I have a whole nother hand and, um, you know, we go through the process and, and that's, that's me working the steps over and over again. But if you're here and you think you've surrendered and you find more or you think you've surrendered and you end up with a drink or a drug back in your body and you don't know why, work the 12 steps page by page, line by line, with another human being that's done the same thing and have an experience with the big book. And, and that's been my lasting sobriety, my lasting solution is that. And then, you know, as life happens, I return to the first step. Sometimes I work the first step on my own and go through the entire 12 steps again. But a lot of times, like you were talking about with our circle and triangle, I'm returning to my first step by helping someone else with their first step. And I don't have to live in my first step when I help somebody else with their first step. So it's, I think that's, that's why it works for me. So um, I'm in my steps, but I'm also helping other people with their steps. And we're here tonight for our meeting, which is the unity part of it. So tonight I'm in, in my circle and triangle and, and that's where we're at. So um, amazing program, uh, try to let go try to work the steps and it'll help unclench your fists a little bit and you know in my case since I have more than one addiction too once I let go of that other hand well damn it I'm a, I'm a monkey and now I gotta unclench my tail so <laughs> I'm still working the steps I'm still going right now um happiest of holidays to everybody and and, and Merry Christmas so thanks, thanks hi Mer alcoholic Mer. so grateful to be here Great job, uh, Nancy. That was well done. Um, took a lot from that. Um, that's something that I've come to realize this past couple of months doing my uh, my steps through the BBA is that, 
you know, I was still, I thought I was surrendered, you know, but every time I've done my steps, I see the parts where my mind has hidden um, parts that I'm still holding on to the controlling side. I'm still um, not trusting God to take care of me. Um, so this time when I've been doing the work through BBA and I've been slowly going through, um, I've been able to see the parts that I have such a hard time giving it over to God. Um, understanding now too that I can't choose and pick which part of the program that I'm going to do and which part I'm going to um, put to the side because I'm not as bad as you guys, you know, that crazy notion, you know. Um, I don't have any desire to drink, so like it's okay if I slack off. I don't, you know, go to meetings here and there. Like, I'm not going to do my prayer today because I'm rushing, you know, and it's fine. I, I don't, I'm okay. And that type of, like, insane thinking, like, is what um, landed me when I was three and a half um, years sober, like, thinking that I'm going into extreme depression, you know, um, and realizing that I don't know how I had gone so far away from God, because um, I know it's me that's shut off, you know, God is right here, right now, ever present, um, and I didn't know how to unlock it, and it's so funny, like, this brother that lives with me, uh, with us, um, I see him, he doesn't have a program, but every morning he's in his Bible. He's, and I'm getting more agitated. He's like, he doesn't even have a fucking program. Like, how, how is he? And I'm getting more, and, and you know what it does to me? It makes me go, God is, um, he has monopoly over God. Like my childish thinking, you know? And, but it's all good. It's really good because it shows me the places where I still have this wound and I'm still like holding it and I'm not giving it over to God. But, you know, Nancy said it best, like the biggest blessing I've been given is this program through BBA. I mean, B, I mean, AA for me in general, I go to every type of meeting and I'm just so grateful to any type of 12-step program. But BBA has allowed me to slow down and not, because I'm that instant gratification type of girl too, right? Um, eating thing, you know, just the sugar thing for me too has been, you know, I'm substituting one thing for another. But um, I know for me, I need to be humbled, you know, and God has gently humbled me in many aspects. And um, yeah, that surrender is coming in slowly but surely. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing that I want to close with is like um, realizing that, you know, my addict's mind, my alcoholism has access to that conscious and unconscious part, you know. He has, or that, whatever, this evil one has access to everything that I don't even have. So I need this power greater than myself, what I keep hearing in the book or what I keep reading and I hearing from you guys. And I realized I was like, the only power that could have access to all that part is God. Like, so duh, like, it doesn't matter how like late I am, how much my dogs need to go. Like now I've been like sharing about it in my morning meetings. It's like, I'm literally sliding off the bed just to hit my knee. Cause I'm like, I'm not taking that chance to think that I'm just going to be racing off to the, you know, because my mind thinks I'm this important person or I have so much to do um, that I need to just rush off. And uh, and that's what the evil one wants me to do is think that I'm, I, you know, busy work, you know, keep me so busy that I forget that I'm not even, I'm holding my breath. I'm, you know, just clenching things, trying to make things go through. And um, yeah, it's just, it's been a beautiful process, you know, this painful part, this clinging to God, um, 
And I need to see my shortcomings because it makes me really rely on God. And I feel like my relationship with God is just taking on a, a different dimension that I, you know, and it, it excites me to know that I, can, I can't even extract the wealth from this program, you know. And I heard a woman say that she has like 30 plus years and she was like, she's been and she's really in the circle and triangle and she's like and i'm still like extracting the wealth of this beautiful program and that excites me you know to only have four years and understand that man there's just so much more ahead of me like how could i not continue to come back thank you my name's jason i'm a recovered drug addict now college and uh Lots of newcomers here tonight, man. Welcome, you guys. We love you, and we're very glad that you're here. And we need just as much help as you guys do. Like, that's what's the truth, man, you know? Every day, all the time. Uh, I, was, I was thinking, you know, surrender and God and the steps and all that, that's a lot, right? Especially if you're new to recovery. Um, so to help you guys relate to surrender, right? Um, Think about what got you here. Why are you sitting in a chair in a meeting on a Monday night? That desper- the desperation that you have, the place that you got to, and the willingness that brought you here, right? So just that surrender in itself is enough because you're here. And if anything... For me, at that point in my recovery, I had to surrender to this process. That's it. Just surrender to this process. There's a book. There's steps. That's it. Just surrender to the process. And I promise you that there's a miracle that lies ahead. Um, For me, who's been through the steps and helping other people through the steps and looking at my surrender today, you know... My understanding of surrender today is that there is no partial surrender for me. There's no middle-of-the-road solution. There's no, um, it's all or nothing. But what's cool about that is that I only have to do it one day at a time. And I have to be very honest with myself about that. And our steps have tools that help me to do that daily, to ask God to direct my thinking in the morning, to ask God to help me with indecision, to give me inspiration each and every day. Um, Through that, I can become willing to surrender and not fight. The book says we cease fighting anything and anyone, even alcohol. And so that's a daily surrender for me. I don't have to do it one day at a time. Um... Another thing that I relate to is that it tells me that it's not going to happen overnight. That it tells me that it's going to take my lifetime to surrender. Because that's what I'm doing through that 10th and 11th step. I'm surrendering my day to God. I'm turning it over so that I can cease fighting. So that I can be safe and protected around drugs and alcohol out there in this world. Because it's everywhere. And what happens is I begin to sense the flow of his spirit coming to me. The more that I do that on a daily basis, I get to feel that 
And I get what the book calls a sixth sense. I get this God consciousness. And through that God consciousness, I begin to understand what surrender looks like in my daily life. See, and it sounds real complicated, but it's not. Because initially, you were so desperate, you surrendered and you walked into a room of AA or into an inpatient recovery program. Okay, so surrender to the process and let me testify to you that through surrendering to that process, I've gained a God consciousness that allows me to surrender every day, surrender my business, surrender my employees, surrender my wife, my children, my grandchildren, my life, my home, but only one day at a time. And if I don't surrender to this process on a daily basis, like it says, all that goes away like that. So that's how important it is for me to understand that there's no middle of the road, there's no half surrender, and it has to be done one day at a time, all the time. And me standing here sober tonight, it's a miracle, dude, I'll tell you, you know? Drugs, pills, pot, alcohol, women, like, bad. And uh, I can be recovered through surrender. And thank you so much, Nancy, for your share. I'm Cedric. I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Cedric. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Nancy. It's terrific. I took some notes on your uh, share. But um, I like how uh, he said like uh, he's kind of like a monkey on the monkey bars in Surrender because I'm figuring out or coming to a revelation that I have a lot more to surrender to. Right now I'm on women because I'm a dog, I think. And like, I'm really like not ready for a relationship, I guess. Oh, man, it's terrible. I feel bad, but um, I'm coming to the revelation that that's something else I have to surrender to because I surrendered to women, but not in that, not the way that I should be surrendered. I'm, uh, um, I'm really trying to come to, uh, I'm trying to better myself. I'm from the Salvation Army. And like, I'm a Sally man, cause I'm not a boy, but uh, I'm a Sally man. And like, uh, I'm learning a lot. I'm getting patience and I'm learning there's a lot of different virtues to patience <laughs> that I need to learn. And I need to be patient with women. I've come to that conclusion at the end of the day because I'm trying to rush things. And I feel as if I'm trying to rush the program. It's things that irritate me. It's, uh, I'm trying to rush a lot. I'm in a rush. I need to slow down and be patient. For myself, I do matter. Um, that's all I have right now. Thank you. Thanks, for Arlene, alcoholic. Arlene. <laughs> I, missed, I missed your talk. Sorry. I had all, all my granddaughters over and was making dinner and whatnot. And what a blessing. What a blessing because uh, I could so easily be at Doc's having 
a lot of beers <laughs> right now. Um, so it is a blessing to, to be here. Um, the surrendering part, uh, it, it really is difficult, um, especially when, when you're such a spicy person and you're so used to, you know, just kind of snapping your fingers at everybody and making sure that they all do things exactly the way you want them um, so that your life could be better. <laughs> um, and just uh, surrendering a, a lot of things. Um, I'm so glad I, I came here. I'm so glad I did the, the steps. Uh, and you're right, every day is a, is a new day to, to re-surrender. Um, Last week, I, I, I didn't really do much of my meditation or, or reading the pages 84 through 88. And um, by Friday, like, my coworker really got on my nerves. Like, she was really getting on my nerves. Like, gosh, she's so fucking dumb. Like, she's been here six months. She still don't know this shit. Like, you know, and, and it, you just quickly forget, you know? You quickly forget. And I'm just so glad that... I am here, I have done the steps, I do have the resources, and I'm able to catch myself and be like, well, you haven't been doing what you're supposed to do all week. Um, you're not even asking yourself at night. And, and I caught myself in the middle because she was really like getting on my nerves. <laughs> and I, I realized like, how was my haughty attitude and my contributing to anyone or anything at this moment with this, you know, haughty attitude. Um, how am I, um, you know, how am I being of an example to others what we're learning here and, and, and the new person that, that I want to be? Um, so I, I, you know, then I, it came to me, I'm like, well, I haven't been I haven't been reading. I haven't been meditating um, because, yeah, we, we kind of get to a place like, oh, okay, I got this and I got to go do this and I got to go do that. And, and, um, and, and we think that we got it. So it's really important that every day is a new day. Um, what, what you said, Jason, about uh, the book telling us to asking God to direct our thinking, like that's one of the most important things that I have to do every morning. And it was something that I, I kind of didn't do all last week. And and I felt it, you know, because you just have all these, Ar Arlene just, you know, Arlene's world. And um, Arlene's world has taken her to a lot of <laughs> a lot of problems. So, um, I mean, I literally got fired for like two, day <laughs> two days because of Arlene's world. Um, I, I'm so blessed to, to, you know, to have gotten my job back and whatnot. And so it's just, it's very serious. I, I mean, they're like little things that, um, we can kind of, you know, not pay too much attention to or like, oh, whatever. But those little things start growing. And, and before you know it, um, it's also like, oh, nothing will happen if I drink a beer. You know what I mean? If you don't hurry up and, and catch yourself and go right back to, 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 your, to all the tools that you have laid out on your, at your feet, um, it'll be really easy to just go right back to that. And every day for the rest of my life is, is 
a new 24 hours to do God's will, to, to connect with, with my higher power and see, you know, how I can serve someone else. Um, starting with myself, how, how can I be a better version of me today than I was yesterday? How can I, um, you know, contribute to, to someone, to my community, to, to my job, to, to my house? Um, and that's something, it, it may sound small, but it's so powerful because it just all starts with that little, that little thing. And then it, it, it kind of takes over the rest of your entire day, which day by day is pretty much your entire life. Um, so yeah, I, I'm happy to see new people here. I, I hope you guys keep coming back. Um, and, and oh, it, it's, it's been magical for me, everything that I've been learning, everything that I've been experiencing. Um, and being able to have the resources to, it's helped, I would have never, <laughs> I wouldn't, I would not be who I am right now. And I'm just really thankful. Um, and well, yeah, happy 24 hours, everyone. Hi, Luis, alcoholic. Uh, Nancy, uh, thank you for coming down and uh, what a great topic right before Christmas. Because, you know, when I got here, um, before I got here as a student, if I was really like passionate about the class, I would get A's. But if I wasn't about the class, I would just get F's and D's. And so I was either hot or cold. And um, before I got here, the, the book describes me pretty well. It says, self will run riot, which is pretty much what's on that list that Nancy was reading for us. And I imagine that if you're here, um, some of us can identify with maybe we were not good students or maybe we were really passionate about some things and really cold about others. And maybe by the time we got here, our life had just become completely unmanageable, right? I had become powerless over alcohol. And um, so, the, you know, on page 88, if we jump into the end of step 11, it says, we alcoholics are undisciplined. So we let God discipline us in that simple way we have just outlined, right? And so, as Jason was pointing out, I, get, I got here because I, I reached bottom. I was hopeless, I was desperate as a drowning man. I found that willingness to ask God to help me get to a meeting. And then I heard the group say, let us love you until you learn to love yourself. So I stayed. And the invitation is this, God wants, wants to teach you his ways. And if you've reached the end of your life, the end of your, of your rope to where you realize my way sucks, or, or I, I tried it and I just couldn't reach my goals, or even if I reached my goals, I couldn't sustain them. And even if I, could, I couldn't renew and I couldn't expand, you know, and I come to that place of like, of surrender, which is I want more. I, I know there's more out there. There's a feeling, you know? Or, or, or when I get here, I see people who are smiling, the lights are on, they're talking about being happy. What they're talking about, yeah, what is it? Uh, happy, joyous, and free. And I realize I've never experienced that, all three, all three together at the same time. Peace and serenity. And so I'm willing to let God teach me 
And he's going to use someone in this room to guide me through this process. And so it starts with meetings. You got to show up to meetings and you got to keep coming back. And then hopefully you go from selfishness to where you start helping set up or you start helping break down or you start helping make coffee. Just the little things, these small little things that get you out of your head where the battle is. There is a maze in here that you're stuck and you can't get out of. But God's going to give you his power so you can be successful through these 12 steps. But you got to show up. You keep coming back and you start to learn some ways to get out of that maze. This is where the battle is. So from meetings, you start going through the 12 steps. You allow someone to guide you through this process. You start calling your sponsor, start picking up the phone. You start going from being an isolated and a lone wolf to suddenly you start to, little by little, one day at a time, let someone know about what your struggle. You let yourself be known. And then from there, you start to practice what we're teaching you. It's learn, practice, and then train others. You start to practice this, and then you start to sponsor others. You do that, and then you start to carry this message of hope. It's Christmas. We all need this message of hope, right? The truth is, God does care for us. He's, he cares so much, he's given us a way out. There is an escape plan. There's a mission to help you for those of us that have are shipwrecked, that are drowning out in that ocean, right? We have a plan. And so, um, you know, boundaries kind of also came up. I got here, I had no boundaries. Self will run right. Thought I knew best for everyone, right? Didn't even know what was best for me. And so I started to learn how to pray for others, for myself. You know, we hear it, let, let go and let God. That's recognizing I don't really know best for myself and I definitely don't know best for you. But what I can do is I can start to pray. If I see something on the side of the road, I can say, I don't know what's happening, but I can pray for them. If I see a couple having a disagreement, I don't have to choose sides whose fault it is. I have a friend call me the other day and he says, tell me the truth, whose fault was it? <laughs> there are no innocents. Right? And so the best thing we can do is pray and just let things, or sometimes just let things be. Yeah. Right? Um, daily offering. Step three, page 63. We start to learn how to practice this. Right? God, I offer myself to thee. I offer myself to you to build with me and do with me as you will. Relieve me of the bondage of self. That's how I got here. I wasn't free. I was in bondage. Chains of addiction, chains of alcoholism. He's the chain breaker. He wants to see you free. He truly does. I may better do that your will. Take away my difficulties. That victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of your power, of your love, and of your way of life. May I do your will always. And so, what, what, if you've reached the end of your life, of the way of your living, and you want a new way? You want to be free? Right? Just tell God, I offer you my life. I give you my life. Wherever you're sitting right now, if you've, if you've reached that end and you're just like, 
I want you to teach me a better way. Just whisper it to yourself. And believe me, he will set you free. Thank you. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. My name is Oliver, and I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Oliver. Nancy, thank you so much for your share. That was great. That was great, and you know, it just, it came to my, to, to my mind, you know, I've been thinking about surrender. I mean, when you first get to the AA, it's so difficult when you hear God and, and you know, the iceberg and everything is down, the subconscious, and you're just trying to hold on for dear life, man. I mean, that's what happened to me. So, I mean, you know, surrender for me, it was, it was and still is very simple, but very difficult at the same time, you know, because the only thing that I need to do is let go. Isn't that, isn't that easy? I mean, just don't think about it, Oliver, it'll all go away. But it doesn't, and it ain't. It's hard. It's really hard. It's the hardest thing I have done in my life. You know, and it was only when I, when I brought my bottom up, you know, I always say this, the only thing that we need to do Sometimes, some days, it used to be true to ourselves. What do I mean by that? Just think about all the shit you did, man, to yourself, to your family, to everybody that loved you. That's what I know how to do. That's all over in my own power. Bankruptcy, divorces, trying to commit suicide, drug addiction, cheating, lying. And all because of what? And that, I don't, don't want to go that deep, but all because of what? Because I wanted you guys to love me, right? So I needed to control the world so you could love me. Isn't that insane? But that's just how I thought all my life. You see, I want to be accepted. I want to be loved. I want to be invited. But because I am a piece of shit, I have to control you in order for you to do that, right? I mean, listen to that thought. Isn't that insane? But I defended that with all my might. I defended that with, uh, against my kids, my marriages, my money, my everything. Right? So what it is that I need to surrender to? To that. To that thought. And sometimes the only thing that we can do as addicts, if you're an addict like me, not drinking has to be enough. Not taking a drug that day has to be enough. If you have to hold on for dear life, man, just hold on for dear life. Just don't drink that day. This ain't, this ain't easy, man. This is really, 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 really hard. The only power that I had all my life was in a bottle of either pills or booze or cocaine or pot. Or... That's the only way I knew or I know how to live. That's the only way that I knew how to deal with my fears, with my resentments, with everything. And all of a sudden, I'm going to be sober and I'm going to be happy right away doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Jason said it's daily surrender. We die every night, we wake up every morning, and we were born every morning. That's, that's how bad the surrender has to be. Whatever happened yesterday, I don't care how much you worry about it, you're never coming back, Oliver. And that was super hard for me because I was blessed with a lot and I lost it all. If I only didn't do that, if I only, if I only, if I only, if I only, and then looking at my kids' faces, man. I mean, I was with my kids today, and this is so funny. I mean, it, it, it was a very simple question. My daughter said, Pa, where do you see yourself in five years? I was like, fuck, really? Five years? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, I'm going to play this. And it says, and please don't tell me that you just want to help people and you want to be with God and you want to live one day at a time. <laughs> that bullshit doesn't work. Tell me where you see. <laughs> <laughs> five years. 
just like that. So I played along and I told them, right? But you know, time, it's my worst enemy. I lived in time. What do I mean by that? I mean, I live in the past and I live in the future. And I'm pissed all over today. So it's really hard for me to tell you what's going to happen in my life in the next year. Five years, fuck, it was like, okay, Nikimena, what do you think? Well, well, it's so hard, but I don't know, so many things can happen. I said, no, no, that's bullshit. You told me where I see myself in five years. Give it a shot, right? <laughs> so we were talking, and it's, and it's so fun, and it's so great. Uh, today, my son is looking for a job, right? I had a great business. I had a very successful business, man, making a lot of money. And I took that to bankruptcy. I have nothing today. And every time my son feels fear because he doesn't have a place to go to work, like every other kid, I mean, he's not different. Man, the pain is deep, right? Because I pissed that off. That's what Oliver knows how to do in all of his power. That's it. Why? Because I did it. Nobody took it away. I did it. I pissed it off on my power. So, but today to turn around to Nicolas and tell him, you know, Nicolas, it hurts. You know, I, I am very sorry, again, because I could have made your life a little bit easier, and I pissed it off because of my addiction. Yeah, pa, I know. I mean, right now we can talk about these things openly, and it's okay. So surrender to what? Surrender to so many things. But today, if you're sober, someday's going to have to do. It's good enough. That's all you can do. Just don't drink. Because if you start thinking about the future and 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 the past, the pressure is so great that you will drink. It's as simple as that. If you push yourself enough, you will relapse. If you live in the spiritual malady long enough, you will use the only medicine you know that cures it. And that's drugs and alcohol. So if you have the power, you have power today. Of what? Not drinking. And if you have to surrender every 10 minutes to it, then be it. Women, brother, I feel you. Yeah. I'm codependent to the bone, brother. I have a relationship today and I have to surrender to that too. You know? I don't like to be rejected. I want you to love me. But more that you can. I mean, I really want you to love me all the time, you know? Because if not, I feel insignificant. Today, I know that. <laughs> So I surrender that. To whom? To the only one that has the authority and the power to change that iceberg. I mean, you put it so beautifully, man. You know, Jose said here the other day, he says, we don't do the healing, God does the healing. For people that don't believe in God or are searching for, for God, just it's Chichin Chong shit. He does. He does heal you. If you haven't found it, don't worry, he will find you. I guarantee you, he will find you. When I did my third step, the worst thing in the world that can happen to an alcoholic happened to me. They talked about this beautiful step, the prayer is amazing, and blah, 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 blah. I got on my knees and said the prayer, I stood up and I felt the same. Shitty as hell, empty as hell, unhappy as hell, afraid as hell. <clears throat> so I didn't know what to surrender to. I surrendered to the process of what? Of the remainder of the steps. So if, if the only thing that you have today, it's a problem and a doubt, like I had, don't tell me God exists, man, come on. That's for the weak, right? They created that in Mexico so the poor wouldn't stand up in arms and take over the, the wealthy. 
I mean, you want to see faith in Mexico every 12 of December. People go for miles on their knees, on their knees, to see the Virgin of Guadalupe. People that have burden, they don't have any money, they're very humble people. And you look at them and you go, fuck. And then following year, they're still as poor as they were before. So I understand the dilemma that we have with God. I had it. You know, look at what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening all over the world. Who understands God's will? I, I don't, and I don't pretend to. So it's really difficult. So if you're like me that came here with a big problem and a big doubt, you're right where you're supposed to be, man. That's how it is. And it's hard. And some days it's going to be so hard. And when I say hard, the hard is real. You want to crawl out of your skin, man. You're so depressed you can't see fucking the light. But if you don't drink, that's surrender enough. Because the gift will come. And God will find you. And you will feel that joy, and you will feel that love, and you will feel that power. In my workshops, I tell my, my guys that the power comes out of my fingers, man. <laughs> That's how much power I feel I have today. But it's not my power, it's a power that flows through me. It does. I have seen people uh, health being restored by prayer. I have witnessed miracles. I've been part of them. But I'd, I'd never believed in God. The last thing I wanted to do with it was with God. Fuck that guy. If there was a God, it was never for me. It was for a lot of people, but not for me. And today is the only real thing I know. It exists. Everything else is my perception. The only thing that is real and it's constant is that power. But then again, it took me a lot of crying, man, a lot of suffering, a lot of crybabying it, a lot of holding it and surrendering it and coming back and forth, trying to kill myself, blah, blah, destroy my wealth, shit, everything that I did in order for me to deny what's undeniable. And that's, we are all here with a purpose and that purpose we can't understand. When we find it and we connect ourselves with that, it's like going on the highway. Have you seen Nemo? Remember Nemo? When the turtles get in the current? Dude, that's how it feels. Just with one, with life. And it will happen. So for anybody that is new, it's new, just remember, surrender to what? Don't drink, man. Don't use drugs. Because like that, I guarantee you, you'll never find any power. Well, whatever it's in that pill, whatever it's in that line, whatever's in that bottle. And that's what got me here. And if you're like me, that ain't, that ain't the medicine. I thought it was, but it wasn't. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, family. Uh, my name is Jose, and I'm a recovering, a recovering alcoholic addict. Jose! Surrender, huh? Uh, I had a hard time surrendering. I was careless. I didn't care about nothing. Uh, but now I give it all to God, you know? I, I actually surrender to him. I, try, I was trying to do it on my own, and I couldn't. There was no way. There was no way in hell I was going to be able to do it on my own. Um, but by the grace of God now, I'm sober. I'm six months sober. Yeah. I graduated this Wednesday, you know, from the program. I'm in the Salvation Army program too, and uh, I was scared. I was scared, you know. I used to drink and use because I wanted to escape reality. I thought I was going to help me with my problems, and it did temporarily, you know, while I was high, but the problem was always there. And uh, I was also scared of the feeling coming back, you know. Now I'm emotional again. Uh, 
I got feelings, you know, something I forgot I had, you know. Nervous, scared, you know, just anxiety, all that, you know. And uh, I'm actually a little scared and uh, nervous and excited, you know, for graduation. And uh, I'm like, what's next? Got to keep doing it, you know. I made it this far. Don't throw it away for anyone or anything. I don't let no one get under my skin no more. You know, I'm more aware of things, uh, more focused of what I want, what I need, you know, stay sober. And it hasn't been easy, you know, still people that, like, all the new people, they help me out, you know. It reminds me where I, how I started, where I came from, you know, who I am. I'm, an, I'm always going to be an addict. I'm always going to be an alcoholic no matter what. You know, it takes just one little thing, you know, and something I had to work with was anger. But now that I surrender, I pray every morning to God and I thank him for answering my prayers, for helping me with my anger, and not snapping or exploding, you know, getting physical or verbally. Like, sometimes just walk away. It's the best thing to do. I don't care what they say anymore, you know. That was something I was worried about, too. I was like, what are you going to say or think? Call me whatever you want, you know. I'm, I'm me. You know, I'm a man, so now I get to make my own decisions. You know, I throw in the towel, that's it for me. So, you know, just for the newcomers, you're sitting in there dying, want to come here and share. Don't think about it, just be honest. Say whatever you feel from the heart. You get that weight off your shoulders. And uh, it's been a good journey, you know. Like, just last month was my 35th birthday, and I didn't thought I was going to be sober that, that birthday. You know, I, was, I had a messed up mentality. I would, my mentality was... When I die, cremate me, put me in a pipe, smoke me, and keep doing it all over again. You know, that was a messed up mentality. I don't think like that no more. So it's going to be my first sober Christmas, clean and sober, you know. It's not easy. The holidays are coming up. Everybody's going to be drinking, smoking, and doing whatnot, you know. But I don't think about it no more. I don't have that, that craving. I don't think about it. I go to the store. I don't even pass by the beer. Like, they're not even there. You know, I see other people smoking or whatever. They don't even... They don't even get my attention no more. I don't have that temptation no more, and that's good. And that's why I want to stay in the pro and continue having the sobriety, you know? Like, just like everybody here. You're here because for whatever reason, whatever you were doing, it's not helping for you. So that's like step one, accepting, you know? You want to change. You, something happened or you've seen something or you experienced something that brought you to that chair, you know? You're here for a reason. Just don't give up on yourself. Love yourself so you can be able to love other people and experience other new things. You know, it's not easy. But yeah, um, like I said, the feelings came back and feels good. Feels good to be sober and clean. It's all I got for tonight. Keep coming back. Get a sponsor. Work the steps. You know, just talk to somebody. Good numbers. Keep coming to meetings. Trust me, they helped. They helped me so far. My name is Ray, and I'm an alcoholic addict. Um, I just happy to be here because um, I was stuck in my addiction for like 18 months. I committed a crime, which I did uh, five months in jail, and they offered me a program. And at first, I got they let me out in five months, and I went to a program and I left in five days because I wasn't ready. Like I still wanted to get high, so I made up any excuse to the counselor, like, "Oh, this program is not for me. It's not for me." But um. I'm in Salvation Army now. I'm halfway through the program, and I'm learning something like, cause um, I had lost everything. I worked, I had a really good job. I had my car, I had a place to stay, and I lost it all due to um, 
I started drinking again and lost everything like slowly but surely. So in this program, I'm just learning patience because I don't got nothing no more. I don't got my car. I don't have no material items, but I'm just glad that I'm sober because um, all the material items that I did have, I can get them back. And um, there's nothing that I would trade for being sober today. Thank you for letting me share. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake Big Book Awakening Podcast.